We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Winning isn't everything, but it's the only thing. In our business, there is no second place. Either your first or your last. Exactly two minutes remain in this football game. Dallas leads Green Bay 17-14. Shar on third down. Third and goal. Quarterback. Three seconds left. Green Bay Packers are going to be world champions, NFL champions for the third straight year. Far. Lays it up for Freeman and it's incomplete. And or did he cave in the catch at the 15? Yes. What are they gonna roll it? He caught it? Touchdown! He did what? Rogers in trouble. It's gonna get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in it? In the end zone! It is caught for the win! Richard Rogers! With a walk-off touchdown. The final snap of Super Bowl 45. The Green Bay Packers have won the Super Bowl. The Lombardi Trophy is coming home. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talk of the Tundra, a proud partner of the Eurostep Podcast Network and the Blue Wire family. As always, I am your host, Numac, and coming back to you with another off-season Packers pod uh it's me and Jordan Jordan how you doing buddy <laughs> I am doing well I'm currently writing as you're doing our intro just preparing for a little bit of discussion later on in this old podcast of ours <laughs> gotta get that southern twang in there because you <laughs> we're wishing we were in warmer weather and not like sleety icy wintry mix hell. oh yeah yeah <laughs> just yeah, the weirdest, awfulest weather that you can imagine. Yeah, all of it. It's it's no good. So, But to brighten things up a little bit, we've got a few announcements for you right at the beginning of the pod uh, this week. Uh, first and foremost, you listeners have a chance to win a Bobby Portis signed jersey um, as part of a giveaway from GSPN. Bobby was uh, kind enough kind enough to gift us a, um, a signed jersey with a couple stipulations that... Uh, you guys enter into the contest by signing up or subscribing and sending a screenshot um, to all five of the Eurostep Network, Eurostep Podcast Network uh, podcasts. Send a screenshot into the Google form, which is at gspn.info, or 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 and you can make a donation to uh, Feeding America 
uh, I think it's Eastern Wisconsin, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, you can earn another entry that way by submitting your ticket. Um, we do not want to know your credit card information, so please don't include that in your screenshot. We want none of that. We don't want. We don't even want to see it. So, submit your uh, your screenshot of your receipt there and get a chance to uh, enter that giveaway. That giveaway ends on the twenty seventh, right, Jordan? It's Monday. If I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes, it yes. is Monday. I was like, yeah. keep reading. I'm not sure if that's the date, but it's yeah, twenty seventh. Last day we are taking submissions. Correct. I believe. Yes. yes. Um, yeah, go sign up, help people um, who are in need and hungry during this winter season. So it's a good cause. And plus, you can get a signed jersey from the mayor of Milwaukee. Um, second bit of information is we got a little uh, little meetup happening. We're going to build the, the Eurostep Podcast Network, I guess, podcast house, <laughs> if you may. Um, but no, Adam and Andrew are visiting um april the first weekend in april for uh, the opening of brewer season as well as um attending some bucks games but on april 3rd or no 4th april 4th it's a tuesday we are all meeting up at a to be determined location and want to hang out with you guys watch some bucks basketball i think they play the wizards uh in washington and watch the second game of the mets brewer series um, so again, at gspn.info, you guys can check out the form to sign up and put in your your interest. We do uh, ask that if you only fill out the form if you are like dedicated into coming, because we won't want a hundred signups of maybes and then only ten dedicated dedicated people show up. So um, there's more info there in the the gspn.info link tree as well as on all of our Twitters. So go check that stuff out. And last, but certainly, certainly not least, is Repod. Join Repod. It's uh, it's pretty popping over there. I'm having a lot of fun with it, uh, talking with the community, and just having a new place to talk podcast that isn't Twitter, essentially, because Twitter mm-hmm. is still going down the drain. <laughs> um, anything else that way, uh, Jordan? Anything, anything I skipped over in the, the important... Uh, important bits one thing I'm missing it <laughs> the lo- sorry the, the, that was the longest siren I've ever heard in oh. my life and it just kept going on and on like <laughs> when is it passing it's gotta pass sometime soon right for you audio listeners um, uh, Jordan had the one finger up like he was telling me to hold on and I did not understand the message <laughs> So that's my... <laughs> I was gonna say no you're all good and then I realized I feel like I'm misleading you but no that, that is all of our our big announcements repod bobby jersey giveaway give uh meet up april 4 come meet us have some beers yeah watch, watch some watch some sports watch some games all that good stuff so sports balls sports balls <laughs> all uh let's jump into we got a little bit of packer potpourri this week i had fun making that title a little packers potpourri we're gonna talk some aaron jones we're gonna talk some alan lazard and uh, a little bit of draft prospects, plus a little sprinkle, a little like salt based sprinkle of uh, of franchise and transition tags. So, um, first things first, let's start off with the happy news. Uh, Aaron Jones is right up there with Pat Content and a man of a Wisconsin sports team that deserves his number um, in quote unquote Raptors um, for the franchise he plays for. It was reported, I think, earlier this week, it might have been Monday. Uh, let's say the 22nd yesterday, it looks like, Tuesday, 
as we're recording this yesterday, Tuesday, um, took a big pay cut to stay right here with the Green Bay Packers. Um, almost $5 million um, just straight up if this contract for next year, or rather now this coming year, was $16 million and they got bumped down to eleven, and will go down for each game he misses. Like he's He has um, his per game check raised, but will make less essentially if he misses games. So um, he's been a huge, huge, huge part of this Packers offense under the Matt LaFleur era. And I couldn't be happier to have Mr. Aaron Jones uh, for sure confirmed back in this lineup. Yeah, there I, I could make a bunch of jokes right now. Um, <laughs> I probably will eventually. But uh, first and foremost, it's just nice to have some stability when the biggest domino has yet to drop mm-hmm. when someone emerges from the darkness. Right. Um <laughs> And yeah, Aaron Jones didn't have to do that. Nope. Again, you know, any any of these decisions that are going to be made, um, whether it benefits the Packers or not, it's going to be there's there's how many off seasons are we going on now where it's like there's kind of like handshakes of like you sacrifice for a little bit if you want, I don't know more money down the line or whatever. Like it just, it feels like we've been doing this dance for a while now, obviously. And part of it is to keep the band back together, but you don't know, you never know when the bass player, the lead singer might, might change, I guess. <laughs> um, but throughout any, even when he was a free agent a couple of years ago, Aaron Jones, as much as he's in demand, he's one of the best running backs of football. All these things, he's shown a commitment to stay in Green Bay, and part of that does come down to, well, he was a fifth-round pick, and they really developed him out of nowhere and just, you know, helped him become who he is. And sometimes it's not grass ain't always greener, as they say. So, yeah, could other situations be better for him in the long run? I'm sure. I mean, there's still a lot of things in flux with the Packers, obviously. Um, But... Again, just having your arguably your most talented player on the roster make a decision like that where he sacrifices what he's worth and what he's earned um willingly, that's that's a win. That's a win on anyone's book, um, besides Aaron Jones' checkbooks. But hopefully it gets <laughs> he gets uh it gets better from uh in a few years uh, down down the line. Right. No, absolutely. I think that it's just kind of shows to what kind of person he is and just in general a a team player and a guy that loves green bay is really what it comes down to and i know for sure i'm thankful for it but like you said he didn't have to do it like he he could have i mean he he might have had to do it considering if he doesn't they maybe cut him and he doesn't get nearly all that money but the point being is that he was willing to work with the team and just nip this in the butt right away in the offseason rather than um, extend it into the season and kind of make fans and the team wait to see what they want to do. Like they, this, The storyline is over, essentially. They, they figured it out. They checked off one of the things they need to do to get the salary cap within uh, a manageable position this offseason. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm... 
super stoked super stoked so um i'm trying to find if i can see like where that brings him towards like other other running backs oh like compare him yeah 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 yeah. uh for cap hit it brings him towards the the area of like leonard fournette austin eckler and james connor as opposed to what would have been if you had five million to that the 13 would have been around nick chubb dalvin cook range so i think that's better value like i'd it's yeah pretty darn good value if you ask me <laughs> like i think he's definitely better than uh leonard fournette and also eckler is kind of the the comp too yeah because like he's very much the same super versatile dependable running back yeah yeah you know i mean yeah and clearly underpaid i guess right. <laughs> now that i'm learning this <laughs> i i laugh because I, I have a chargers buddy in one of our other discords and he called Allison Eckler a fantasy football merchant. <laughs> That's all he does. He kind of is. <laughs> just score. But he's good. <laughs> but he's good. Uh, I, I laugh at that. Just like the funniest comparison to what you call Austin Eckler, because it is kind of it is kind of true that mm-hmm. he really only cares about scoring touchdowns and <laughs> just putting his image out there. So, but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm stoked, and it kind of solidifies that backfield for us. Um, for another solid year, at least. So yeah. So here's to you, Aaron Jones. You earn an off-season cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe two. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, other side of the coin. Should we hop into Al Lazard talk after the news that broke today? Lazard. Yes. The Lizard King. <laughs> Lizard King. Um couple of varying storylines coming out of the Al Lazard camp. He was on Sirius XM today with Bruce Murray and Rich Gannon. And he played both sides of the line, essentially. Like he told the line on telling fans and people what he was going to be doing with his career. And in this next step, he talked about how he's like he's from Iowa, so he's not like afraid of the cold. But um he says, quote, I kind of want to venture out and live in a different region. Uh, at the end of the day, this is my career. I'm going to take it wherever it needs me to go to get where I wanted to go as far as my individual career. Um, he said, quote, I think I, I think everybody would prefer the sun over the cold. I think that's just a natural human instinct. So, like, if he values his role here in Green Bay, then that could take him as far as he wants to go. But if he wants to be warm, like, then he could go somewhere else. Like, that, that would work. It's... He, it was kind of it's not it's not a nothing burger because I think it's at least showcasing that he might be willing to return, along with the report that um, Matt Lombardo of Heavy.com had come out with today as well as oh let's back up came out with today as well, um, saying that the Packers are trying to make an effort to resign him. So I think that's not insignificant, but trying to resign him could be like hey. You want like seven million dollars? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The I, what was the? I think the reporting from Lombardo was making an effort, right? Yeah, it was like that was that was that or was those were his, yeah. Well, and I was like, league sources reports that the Packers are making an effort to resign veteran uh, Al Lazard. 
we shouldn't mistake making an effort for the going to. Because, yeah. as you mentioned, uh, Lazard's comments were more pointed towards. They felt more like I'm not going to be there. Yeah, I agree. He the he's more openly talking about being somewhere else in his next or talking about the next stage of his career and all these different things. Obviously the Rogers decision hangs over what he does too. Um, but it's that, that's not even it at this point too. Financially. Right. Yes. The Packers can or have the ability to um, match. Right. Right. Am I ready to say that? I don't think not so. match tag. They, they could tag him, but we'll get into that in a second. They could tag him. We'll get into that in a second. Um, they have that ability. I'm just saying this right now. Um, but we also know that he deliberately made a decision to just sign his tender to test free agency and wants to get paid big payday, which I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a good I wouldn't be surprised if he gets like an eight digit offer, ten million dollars a year at least. Like he's a productive wide receiver. He's not a number one, number one wide receiver. That was made obvious this year, and we have talked about that plenty. But for a team that needs a you know dependable wide receiver that isn't asking to be that, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, they, like we are our off season removed from Christian Kirk. DJ Shark, I think, got a kind of bigger deal. Like those type of that tier of wide receivers where it's like those aren't number ones. Right. But based on their abilities, skills, or whatever, they could help boost a team in a very palpable way. I think Lazard easily could be that for a team that is maybe not looking to make a splash, but has to kind of pony up for his services kind of thing. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't think I would be willing to pay Al Lazard like a eight figure contract, like yearly, I should say, because I just I I understand his importance within the system with the run game and just his quote unquote reliability within the organization and his familiar familiarity with Rogers and possibly love, but. I just think there are other areas of need that we could spend that money on if we're really going that route. Like I am, I'm confident in Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs going into next season and then bring in a veteran guy or if Cobb wants to come back or insert another wide receiver here, draft another one. We'll get into that later too. Like there's, there's options here, right. To fill in that spot, maybe not fill in that productivity unless Roman Dobbs and Christian Watson can fill in that spot reliably, which again, I think they can. Um, I just don't think the Packers are able to match what the open market's gonna um gonna put for them because again, everybody every player wants to be in this situation. And Lazar's no different. He said in his interview today, quote, I think all players wish to be in this position at some point in their career. Having played a good season and having the option to play wherever you truly desire. I'm definitely excited to hear and see all the teams that will be interested and to see what the best option is. Like that sounds like a man going bag hunting and <laughs> can't blame him. Frankly, I want you to go into like your Elmer Fudd voice, but it's bag season. <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> I 
I can't. You can't say I'm hunting webbits because like yeah, you, exactly. need, you need that thick W. And I, my, my bag. Bag. <laughs> bag <laughs> So and no, it's not like you can blame them. Like every player no. should go get their biggest contract. They they can. I'm. It's the whole reason why no one blamed Devonte Adams for doing what he did. Right. Even though if know, he went about it a little differently, to... but because. Because the Packers offered that contract, yeah, allegedly, allegedly, um, supposedly. Is that true? Supposedly that they, or, they well, they allegedly, him, supposedly. We'll get into a word fight right here on the podcast. I swear to God, semantics That's starring right. Nubak, Jordan Trusky. <laughs> yes, allegedly, supposedly, the Packers offered him <laughs> the biggest. Uh, amount they could, which was like that number they got. He got from the Raiders. He just don't want to play for the Packers anymore. He wanted to play their car, which is makes that whole situation even funnier. So, um, yeah. So we'll see. It makes it seem like if you want somewhere warm, it wants to go somewhere else. Maybe that takes the Bears out of the equation, which like I wouldn't hate, truthfully. But like maybe, I wouldn't be surprised if they go after him. They no, need wide receivers. No, they're definitely going to go after him. And they have Luke Getze. Right. I no, there's no doubt the Bears would definitely go after him. It's whether or not he wants to sign there. Like yeah. it, it is my point. Because if he's like, it'd be great to play oh, somewhere, yeah, yeah, it'd yeah. be great to play somewhere warm. Like, does he value a change of scenery and money that much to where he'll leave the Packers to go to a similar quote unquote or not a quote, a similar climate <laughs> in the Bears? Yeah. Who are I'd say a step or two below where the Packers are at right now. Um, just in like team building essentially, because they have a hundred million dollars to spend this offseason. They should be semi good next year. Um, so it's just kind of like, where does he fit in? Maybe Texans, if he wants us to go make a huge bunch of money and play somewhere warm, maybe goes to Dallas. I don't know if they have money to spend, but maybe he goes to Arizona. They need some, they need a wide receiver. Yeah. Play with Kyle Murray because they're trying to trade D Hop and AJ Green retired. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean he's not going to have any shortage of, uh, of suitors. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. I don't know. But some of you might some of you might be saying, Jordan, Numak, just put the franchise tag on him. We can keep him. He doesn't. He can't go anywhere. Tag, you're it, Alan. <laughs> I cannot believe you. Um, <laughs> that you certainly could, dear listener. You certainly could <laughs> franchise tag, um, franchise tag Al Lazard. The problem is, is that you'd have to spend or pay Al Lazard um, the average of the top five contracts in um, at his position in the NFL. So, I I did this last week, and I just couldn't find it but i can find it right now i believe yeah this is current contracts um so at the top is tyree kill or i'm sorry Devonta adams with 140 million mm-hmm. then tyree kill at 120 million amari cooper at um 100 million aj brown um also at 100 million and then michael thomas at 96 um and a half Oof, that one's one's tough. Yeah. Um, But the, if I'm not mistaken, 
the yeah this this is right they have to pay um Alizard the average of these five contracts so the average of 28 30 20 25 and 19 and it comes out to like around 20 million something like that which might be a little low i somebody had it earlier this week but i can't find necessarily the tweet but it's a lot of money for Alizard essentially yes for one year oh yeah and i know i'm not willing to pay it frankly no so that that goes us right into our transition or not transition our franchise tag options and uh <laughs> there's not a lot of them there's actually like <laughs> zero of them <laughs> like lizard is like the only like it's it's not much of a think but it's at least someone that like you would like snort at of like what <laughs> right you yeah i mean that kind of thing i mean we went through this you know last week going through all these names it's like yeah i don't really see it don't see it yeah it's just they're the people they're losing just wouldn't make sense to have this what it makes sense to have on franchise tags none of the players are are worth that much frankly and it's just it's just the way it is <laughs> yeah yeah um I really wish I could find that tweet of where all the prices were the franchise tags were. So, but regardless, it's gone to the win now. But like Mercedes Lewis isn't worth his franchise tag number. It's up there in like the, I think, high, high tens or not high tens, high single digits. He's just not worth it. So for all intents and purposes, don't look out for a, a franchise tag from anybody or even a transition tag because i think a transition tag is top seven or something i think it just adds a few contracts to it to lower the average but um they won't get them either because like we said the people that are leaving the packers quote unquote like al Mazard, uh yash nineman mercedes lewis bobby tunyon randall cobb all these players aren't worth these tags essentially i am also going to uh do this uh quickly um the packers usually have never uh historically used the franchise tag yeah I it think... was notable you to circle this back to Devonte talk it was notable because they were going to use it mm-hmm. or they did use it on him right and then obviously they traded to the readers Last time before that was Ryan Pickett. Ryan Pickett, the old lineman, right? Yes. Oh my god! And they and they eventually. <laughs> he sounds shocked. Super Bowl champ Ryan Pickett, I, I should mean, say. Yeah, but still, that's a lot. I know. Um, he they eventually agreed to a four-year, twenty-eight million dollar deal ahead of the Super Bowl season. Hmm. Corey Williams before that. Okay. Antonio Freeman. Wow. Dorsey Levens. It's not a lot. Those are all the names. Um, I did find how much they are after some digging. Um, the number for wide receiver franchise tag is uh, 19 million. And I think he gets that on the open market. I don't think he yeah. gets that from the Packers. I wouldn't be comfortable. I shouldn't say that. I don't think the Packers are comfortable paying him $19 million on the franchise tag for that, essentially. And I am not either. But like, tight end is 11 million. I'm not paying Mercedes or Bobby that that number. Um, nope. 
offensive line is 18 million. I'm not paying Yash Nyman that. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Um, um, I think who's another? Amos, right? Yeah. That's at 15. Not, no. Like, I'm just, it's, there's just, there's just no candidates really. Just start clean. Yeah. Just start, start clean just from start that clean. point on. Yeah. Like, if I'm willing to bring those guys back on smaller deals, like we've been talking about, but the transition tag and the franchise tag just aren't an option for, uh, for this year's crop of Packers for context. Packer backers. Yeah. For context, the transition tag for each of those prices is like $2 million less. So really not that big of a difference. Like the 19 to 17 issue for Lazard doesn't make it better for me. <laughs> um, and with that, I think we ought to transition. That is a cheeky little pun. Um, right into the draft combine. The draft combine uh, starts <laughs> next week. All the, uh, I shouldn't say all, some of them will skip, but um, this year's class of prospects will be filing into Lucas Oil Stadium there in Indianapolis and showing off their skills for all the scouts. Quick side note before I forget, because I saw this and I didn't have a, get a chance to tell anybody. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's again, super off topic. Lucas Oil Stadium is hosting the national competition for swimming in like a year. They're, they're building a pool on top of the field. And they're going to swim in it. Do you understand how ludicrous that is? Like water is heavy breaking news. Like I understand basketball because like it's just wood paneling and whatnot. Like you can build it and it's just fine. It's water. If it breaks, that's catastrophic. Like what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> that is going to be interesting to follow. I needed to tell somebody. And I might as well tell our listeners and you because... I just don't understand where the thinking comes from that, right? Like, Has it happened before? I have no clue. Because they no doubt do that knowing that there's a precedent to this, or unless they're like, we're going to be the first one. It's like, <laughs> okay, your field is drenched. Yeah, congrats. You now have an Olympic-sized swimming pool's worth of water. <laughs> Good job, Jimmer. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so that's bizarre. Sorry for the quick aside. <laughs> I just needed to announce You get to that. swim in the same pool that Peyton Manning brought home an AFC championship. Uh, actually, <laughs> well, I don't think that's true. Oh, that's that true. Like, is that before? Yeah, that was before the. Yeah. Maybe? I think. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Regardless, 
the NFL 2023 draft prospects are going to be showing off their talent at Lucas Oil Stadium next week. And we wanted to dip our little piggy toes into the draft. <laughs> uh, like in a big Lucas Oil Stadium That's right. Pool. <laughs> we wanted to take a, a a small step into the shallow before we go uh, cannonballing <sighs> into the deep end closer to the draft. And to the 50-yard line. <laughs> <laughs> um, for what it's worth, and as a quick disclaimer, Jordan and I are both new to the to the drafting process prospect. I'm a draft noob. Right, exactly. Me, me as well. To the whole prospect ranking and all of this stuff. So as the draft gets closer, we're going to bring some people on and have them talk with us about who they're looking at, who could be good fits, but as well as just us learning as we go until draft night. So um, with that being said, the way Jordan and I did this is we both came up with... Um, I had four, Jordan. I don't know how many you had. I think we had talked about three, but I added a fourth as like a as like a dual thing. Um, but we picked three, four positions of need that we think the Packers should use their first and or second um, round picks on and talk through a couple of the prospects that you guys and we will watch at the Combine. So um, with that, do you want me to start with my my few, Jordan? Or do you want to go first? Do you want to go one by one? Go like your... Yeah, let's go each each yeah. alternate. Yeah, you can go first though. My first one is Edge. I think finding mm. someone to go opposite of Rashawn Gary for the eventual um, like end of Preston Smith's contract and just as he ages is a great, great thing to plan for essentially. Um, and there's some options as we talked about pre-pod. There is a lot of options at the top of the first round for edge at rushers, I should say, and it kind of dwindles in the middle and then kind of picks back up later. But with um, Preston Smith and the Packers having a potential out next year at the end of the season, if they draft a stud, then maybe they uh, maybe they don't need Preston Smith anymore, which would stink because he was really helpful this year. But he is um, he'll be thirty one this year. Yeah, he'll be. This is his age thirty-one year. So, um, do you want me to give my my two prospects first, or do you want to give your position first? Uh, well, I might as well submit one of my positions because Edge was also one of them. Okay. Um, and to add to your uh whole uh reasoning behind your selection, um, Brian Gutekunst uh clearly likes to draft someone based on position and if you have an you know incumbent starter basically a free agency here i mean he's done it routinely um and again you never could have enough edge depth because sean gary is coming back from injury kingsley agnick bari while showed flashes he i would pencil him in as a rotational edge rusher at this point not like a you know ready for starter snaps i guess starter level snaps so yeah he clearly likes to stock up before you know you have to make a big decision on one of your veteran players and you know they've shown this time and time again to go after edge rushers draft in draft out right um i thought it was interesting based on what you said about drafting player drafting players of need or areas of need in um 
in contract years. And I looked up and they drafted uh, Rashawn Gary the same year they signed Zadarius Smith. So like that was the- yeah that was that was interesting yeah so that that was the big obviously the big uh, free agency splash yep. year so but yeah just a definitely an interesting take so um, for me I put this in the context of if they trade up to well if they trade Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders they'll get seven. Fingers crossed, hopefully. Like, that's if they don't get seven and trade Aaron Rodgers, it's gonna be very bad. I guess to the Raiders. You, yeah, you got my point. That being said, if they pick in the top 10, top seven, essentially, um, player to look for is Miles Murphy. Tankathon has him, um, going eight to the, the Falcons right now, but I know it's kind of varied as to where he go. I've seen him as high as four, I've seen him kind of a little bit lower at 10 like it, it's that's how mocking drafts work i know that much about drafting is that you can find 30 mock drafts and if you're lucky on a certain day you could probably find 30 different combinations of of draft order oh yeah so oh yeah, yeah miles murphy out of um out of clemson he according to uh nfl draft buzz big just like draft website um number two in his position at rank right behind, I think it's Will Anderson is the top pressure. Yeah, he's slated to be the number one overall pick out of Alabama. Um, but yeah, Miles Murphy, um, pretty good at pass rushing. Um, in his this past year, he had six sacks, seven QB hits, and twenty one QB hurries in thirteen games. Um, but thirty four total pressures, which is pretty darn good. Um, his sophomore year, he had nine sacks. So he was, he got. To the QB more, having more QB hits this year than last year. He had none last year, just sacks. Um, but still, when he was getting to the quarterback, he was getting home and, and sacking them. So, um, first team All ACC, second team All ACC, um, honoree by the AP. I'm guessing the ACC gave him that first team All ACC, and then AP gave him second team. I would assume. Yeah, I'm assuming that's how that how that would work. Um, so. They have him graded out as a 65% tackler and then a better pass rusher than a run defender. So you can't hurt having a pass rusher. <laughs> like that's no, basically it. Not at all. You can you can train tackling better, but we'll talk a little bit more about tackles uh later with my other positions. Do you have another player that you're looking at? Um, yes I do. Uh interesting. I also had Miles Murphy as well. Yeah. Um Lucas Van Ness. Ooh, the Iowa guy. From Iowa, yes. Um, kind of an interesting stat profile. Uh, he actually, let me bring this up from PFF. Um, had nine sacks in his freshman, or no, sorry, sorry, sorry. I am mixing up years. Um, made a big leap in his sophomore year. <laughs> um, had nine sacks last year, 31 hurries, six hits. Um, 478 snaps total. Um, they kind of put them all over the ball or mm-hmm. all over the mind. You, mind. God, ball. That's all right. <laughs> um, uh, and I don't know. It, it, he's going to be an interesting player to dive deep more into, especially with a loaded draft class because, yeah, you know, obviously Aiden Hutchinson was Iowa, right? No, Michigan. No, he was Michigan. Hometown boy. God. Who is an Iowa 
draft or defensive end that I'm forgetting. You're gonna make me think about this on the fly after we just announced like not ten minutes ago that we don't do draft prospects. <laughs> everybody, just see we are draft noobs. Ooh, Aaron Catman. Remember him? Aaron Catman. Mike Daniels. Okay. Remember him? He went to Iowa, according to the Google. Iowa. Um. Oh, I was thinking of the Purdue uh, guy, um, George George Cal. Of the he went to the Chiefs. He's a rookie this year. You're, you're Doesn't matter. Me. I, I thought I you meant uh, CJ Bathard from from Iowa. <laughs> Note, noted Iowan uh, alum. George Carlaftis. I was thinking he went to Iowa. Ah, got it. But he went to Purdue. Anyway, uh, Lucas Van Ness. Any who's will be. Yeah. Lucas Van Ness looks to be a, an, a productive player that could be, that has been slotted around where the Packers are drafting at 15. Yeah. Um, thumb, which is just the, it's the easiest one that's, that I've go to. So do I, they, they do like an aggregate too, right? I or am I wrong? Um, I think they might be. I haven't ever read their rules or anything about it. Um, yeah, but um, according to them, Lucas Venice is uh, 22 to the Chargers. So seven-ish picks later, but there's been bigger reaches in the NFL, like Jordan Love in the first round. Um, <laughs> um, the other one I had was Tyree Wilson. He is um, also slated to go towards the top end of the first round. He's at five currently to the, to the Seahawks, which is the Broncos pick. But... Um, the difference between him and Miles um, Murphy, at least in my brief research here on the NFL draft buzz, um, Tyree Wilson, a little bit better of a pass or a run defender than than Miles Murphy. I don't think Murphy did a whole lot of that, um, at least according to, I guess, 79 and 80. Not too much of a difference, but um, eight sacks in his senior year at Texas Tech, Tyree Wilson had along with uh, 32 QB hurries and 10 QB hits. So I'm uh, I'm good with it. I think, like I said, edges are the biggest thing for the Packers just to get that defense up to snuff and getting home to the quarterback because as we talked about a couple pods ago, getting home to the quarterback was a big part of their issue on the defensive line. So mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. more power of that off the edge, super dope. Um. All right, Jordan, who or where is your second position of need that you'd like to um that you'd like to see the Packers draft? Second position of need. I don't know if this will show up on your list. Hmm. Safety. That's also my second. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> then we're all gonna have we're gonna have the same position. Pro- probably, which is which is fine. It's like, it's fine. It's there's you look at the Packers roster and there's decent to good options across like a whole lot of them, and it's like right. very stark, like where they have to kind of replenish talent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, safety, it's clear. Uh, Amos is a free agent, yep. Darnell Savage, they are on the hook for, but not just for a year, just for a year. But part, part of him being a down year, and because he's going to be a free agent, enforces the need of looking at a safety. Rudy Ford, also a free agent, as we talked about last week, too, I yeah, believe. I think so. Um, but hopefully they can leaves, bring him back on a smaller deal. Yeah. 
that leaves Bueller. Bueller. Uh, I don't think that's there's any safety. <laughs> yeah, right? Pretty much. They, they it's just savage that they have like yeah. uh, no, they have Treat Carpenter. He's just technically a safety. Oh yeah. Okay. But I don't really feel like starting. So a guy that got benched midway through the year and a special teamser. Yeah. Teamser. And special a, teamer. I think he was a rookie last year. Yeah. Yeah, yes, he was. he was. Yeah. So So kind of reinforces the urgency. And as you just noted, Brian Gunkunst, this will be his sixth NFL draft or seventh? Something like that. The only year when he's picked an offensive player in the first round. Jordan Love, 2020. And we'll see how that turns out. Exactly. That's essentially how we're how we're come on, Jordan. Yeah. How, how we're um, so yeah, safety. Um unfortunately, there's only really one guy that within first round range of where the Packers are selecting that stood out to me that could be I guess a solid pick. Yeah. And I fell in love with him in my my brief my brief uh research with it. Like he's the kind of the guy I want to pick. If we keep that 15 pick. Brian Branch. Yeah. Alabama. Yeah. Like, I'm a big fan, truthfully. Um, mostly because his tackling rating is 100% on this NFL uh, Draft Buzz website. Sign like, me up. I am so here. <laughs> I, am, I am so ready, listeners, for a safety that can tackle properly. Like, I remember the dog days of watching HaHa Clinton Dix tackle. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry attempt tackling <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um, um to go ahead to your to your point oh god i thought i was gonna get the the number the tackling um from pff too because that is also i don't have it never mind so never mind. yeah no problem i can get it in a second too um junior coming out of uh, out of Alabama in his sophomore and junior years he had two sacks each year as a safety as well as 10 pressures uh, his junior year and six pressures his um his junior year or, I'm sorry 10 pressures his sophomore year six pressures his junior year um had a big improvement on his passer rating when targeted from his sophomore to his junior year big jump um in 2021 his sophomore year he had a QB rating of 110.9 uh, when targeted. And then in 2022, he had a 75.5 QB rating when targeted. So big, big, big improvement. So yeah, I'm I'm big fan. <laughs> just the biggest fan. Plus, he returned two punts. Um, just about to say that, yeah. <laughs> against uh, whatever college ULM is, University of Louisiana, Uter- Maryville, maybe? Monroe. Monroe darn but yeah it's against lesser opponents but yeah if you can do it then maybe it gives us some flexibility to Keyshawn Nixon's role um keeps him healthy for for defending or just another person who can do it mm-hmm. so yeah yeah I'm I've I think I've I think I've fallen in, in branch not love <laughs> Jordan mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I'll, uh, I'll extend this olive branch to you <laughs> um yeah his um his ranks just going through these um tackling 100 percent 
run defense, 96%. Another big reason to love him is if he's a good run defender mm-hmm. and a good tackler and can cover well, like what is there not to love? Um, that seems to be everything. Yeah, coverage, um, 89%, and then 87% for both of zone and um, man slash press coverage. So he um, he is the number one safety, I believe. I think Tankathon has him like below a different cornerback. Um, so I'm big for he's fast. He has a four four a four forty four uh forty time. So man's man's quick. And I'm just big fan. Two interceptions and just bring him to me, please, on a silver platter. And mm-hmm. I'll be quite a happy quite a happy podcaster. Um, third position. We might have the same listing. I think it we probably do. We will. Yeah. Mine's wide receiver. Oh, no, we won't. No, we won't. Oh, okay. Okay. I put wide receiver because we are likely going to lose Alan Lazard. And in my lovely mindset of we're trading Aaron Rodgers for um, to to the Raiders or to whomever, then because... The Raiders have pick seven and the Jets have pick 13. So ideally mm-hmm. we trade him to the Raiders to get that number seven. I, I am. I just have to interject this thought. Yep, go ahead. It is a little disconcerting as much as I think that Aaron Rodgers will be leaving that you're already just like, yeah, we got one of those picks. You're just like already on board. That oh yeah. It's, be the Raiders. it's horrendous. It's horrendous. It, it's what it like. <laughs> Don't talk to Tom Pelissero about yeah. that because they, yeah. I should slow my roll. You are right. But mm-hmm. reports coming out don't seem positive that he's going to be returning. No. With that being said, <laughs> operating under the assumption that yeah. Aaron Rodgers does become a Raider and the Packers do get 7 and 15 or get 7 and keep 15. Um, Taking an edge rusher at that number 7 pick or if you really, really, really wanted to reach for Brian Branch, you can go ahead and do that. But I'd rather the edge at that point. Um, but why? What's a better way to get all of the articles written about the Packers than to draft a wide receiver in the first round after Rodgers leaves? Not being the point, but like a core. It'd be, be that I I don't think I'd be able to survive the discourse on it because it'd be just bad. But the point being is that why not draft a first round wide receiver to pair with Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs? Like there's a lot of talent there at the wide receiver position in this first round Um, of which my top target is Quinton Johnson from TCU. He was a huge reason why the TCU horned bullfrogs had or horned frogs on bullfrogs um, had such a great year and went to the, the college football final like Mm -hmm. he was a huge reason for that but even if like they wanted to um if they get seven and then trade 15 for more picks down to like baltimore who probably could use wide receiver um if they love a guy or to the chargers who maybe want a wide receiver um i mean hell maybe even the 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 bucks (laughs) maybe they want one with mike evans and chris godwin if with how that goes but mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes like 
just getting a high upside receiver to pair with Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs would be really good if you're talking about a young core of specialists and Jordan Love, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and insert talented rookie wide receiver here. That's kind of my thought process of a of why that's my next point of need. It might not be the actual third most position of need, but it's my third most position of need and how I like to see this roster roster constructed. Yeah. Yeah. It's not wrong. Definitely not wrong because the depth is already thin and you're losing one of your, you know, top dependable options. Yeah. Your biggest target target shares guys. Yeah. So yeah, it's, Either way, they are going to be drafting a wide receiver. Yeah. Whether it's first round or a day two pick or whatever. Like, it's. Right. I. And especially how limited they are in free agency. Right. I don't want them to. If they. If so, say Aaron Rodgers stays, I don't want them to draft the receiver at 15 with like that pick. I'd rather them do Brian Branch or something else. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want their, their only first round pick to be a receiver. I think that is not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they have two, I'd like a receiver with one of them. But that's, that's my, um, my, uh, analysis, but Jackson Smith, um, the Juba from Ohio state, I probably butchered his last name there. Um, but, or Jordan Addison from USC. I know Jordan Addison's like a pretty high upside guy, but has a little bit of work to do. If I'm not mistaken, just on a little bit of discourse. I saw during, college football season and after the season so who is what is your third position of need well it's not wide receiver but it's pretty close to it it's tight end yeah that's my fourth because like yeah i think they're about they're they're equal for the same reasons to me like but go ahead well it's it's more i mean it's an under the radar one because you can look at last year and how Tunyon did. And we, I mean, we graded out his year and it was like, it was good. Like, especially coming off an ACL, but there was, it was also kind of misleading, especially the value of it was just very different when the offense wasn't working the way it should have been right. or what they hoped it would have. Mm-hmm. And, had a super productive 2020. Yes. Yeah. yeah and he had like 12 touchdowns or something. Yeah. Gets hurt the next year. And whether it's Rodgers or Love, they just didn't have like that middle of the field threat that way. That as good as Tony is, and he's wherever he goes, if it's still in Green Bay, which I would be surprised, but. He's going to be on another NFL team and could easily pop with him again. Like he's shown it to be case. I just, I would like to see like a different dimension. And especially if love is the starting quarterback. Yeah. Having that safety valve of, you know, it doesn't even have to be the most athletic guy. It could be, I'm just using Mercedes Lewis because he's totally different than what Robert Tunney is. Right. But like just having something like that just helps a young quarterback really find his way. Um, and obviously, I think too, like that 
also plays in the factor of like why the Packers offense stalled out in playoffs, mm-hmm. especially like Tunyon being hurt for that 49ers playoff game. That was another big yep. spot that they just didn't have to fill yeah. or couldn't fill. Um, so yeah, that's my reason behind it. Some of the names, um, I believe Todd McShay has actually projected this man to the Packers in his latest mock draft. Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. Um, another projected uh, tight end for, I believe, Daniel Jeremiah of NFL.com. Uh, Dalton Kincaid. I'm sure Packers, the more I learn. Packers Twitter, sorry, what loves, you say? Packers Twitter loves Dalton Kincaid. And I have seen a few clips of him. Um, and for what it's worth, I think he'd be a good pick as well. He is currently mocked at um, at twenty nine to the Bengals in on Tankathon, but again, okay. it's, it's a it's a mock draft, people. Yeah, <laughs> how people grade players, especially in the NFL, like yeah. it's totally totally different. Though there's always um, one reach, and I think Dalton Kincaid could be one of those reaches. Like, I'm trying to think of a team like. Jordan Addison, or I'm sorry, not Jordan. I'm reading a name of a team that I think could use a, a receiver or a tight end. The Jaguars could use a tight end. Like I think they employ OJ Howard, if I'm not mistaken. Um, or the Seahawks at 20, like they could use a tight end. So, but mm-hmm. sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like, um, I think. Look. Uh, it goes back to Goody always or only taking love first round or two. It is essentially the same thing of like, do you take, do you make that investment in a tight end that, you know, I, I I feel like a lot of teams are going to be like how looking at like how Kyle Pitts was, where he's viewed as this generational tight end player. And it has not worked out at all to be fair. That is a Falcons issue. That yes. is not a Kyle Pitts issue. Yes. Their, their, their coach hates that man. Like, yeah. I don't know if he called him a mean name in practice one time or, like, stole his last bag of Doritos. I don't know, dude. Like, <laughs> And plus, they don't have their quarterback either. Right. But even when they had um, Matt Ryan, or not, who was there? Yeah, yeah Matt, Matt Ryan. Ryan. When they had Matt Ryan in his rookie year, they still didn't throw to him. Like, mm-hmm. it's... They he need that they need to get that man out of Atlanta. Like if they want to trade uh uh Kyle Pitts to the Packers for a song, I'd be the happiest man on earth. Let's do it. You'll be <laughs> you'll be the band leader. That's right. Um Yeah, I don't know. I that's I don't know. Tight ends are a weird trip position to draft. It is. You like what's it's hard to 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 predict upside of a of a um of a tight end because like the best tight end in the league right now is travis kelsey with without a doubt travis kelsey drafted in the third round um i'm trying to think of others like darren waller where is he drafted i i'm pretty sure it wasn't the uh, first round sixth round like gronk was a second round pick right like none of these guys are usually first round picks and how many times have we heard the story of like oh this guy used to be on such and such uh playing basketball college basketball and didn't play college football and then right. shows up 
to or signs like over the offseason as like a undrafted free agent and becomes Antonio Gates or Tony Gonzalez was not like this, but like because I think he was drafted. Right. There's just so many, so many of those stories too of like these guys popping out of nowhere mm-hmm. and getting jobs in the NFL like that. Yeah, absolutely. Like Antonio Gates is the biggest one. Like he was, mm-hmm. <laughs> just the biggest one. Um, I did find a list of the all the top or the first round picks of tight ends since it's 2000. Kyle Pitts we mentioned. Um, Noel Font, the tight end for now the Seahawks. He was the um, tight end the, of the Broncos for a while. Mm-hmm. He was picked 20. Um, obviously, Pitts was pick four. Uh, TJ Hawkinson at eight is a good pick. Like he's a good tight end. Um, he's not like a star, but he's good. Um, Hayden Hurst to the Ravens was twenty five. Like he's interesting. He's fine. I think that might be a typo. I thought he was a Bengal. He was drafted by the Ravens, but maybe they cut him or something. He was yeah. I think he was something. Yeah. Um. David Njoku to the Browns, 29. Like, that's late first round. That's fine there. Like, Evan Ingram, 23. He's fine. That's who That's who is the Jaguars' tight end. Yes. Evan Ingram, not O.J. Yes. Howard. Um, but speaking of O.J. Howard, he was a first-round pick, 19. Yes, he was. Um, Eric Ebron, like, he's fine. He, this is 2014 now. Tyler Eifert, I can go for a while, but you get the point that, like, I'm scrolling through. Greg Olson in 2007 was a pick 31. Like he was a, he's good. He panned out. Like yeah. that's like, yeah. that's probably like the most, like he wasn't like a top five. Well, maybe he was. Yeah. I only look at it through a fantasy realm. They, there was a little streak there from 05 to 07. Heath Miller, he was good. Vernon Davis. Vernon Davis. He was he won good. one, right? Uh, Vernon Davis went six. Oh. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I do not know if Jesus. a tight end Jesus. was. What was I thinking? Um, but then Big Dog in 06 as well at 28. Mm. So, like, I just I think there's a Bamed. lot of volatility in tight end in the first round. And it's honestly like wide receivers. Yeah, absolutely. It makes sense. They're kind of the same thing. Like, if, mm-hmm. if you don't catch the ball well and then subsequently you can't run block, then you're kind of just out of the league. So, or and what helps you? Around. What helps you as a college prospect when you come to the pros and how much of a jump you get to make? It's like right. you are matched athletically, physically. Like what is separating you in the general sense of like right. against NFL players? Like it's it that it makes it that much harder. Right. Absolutely. So yeah, we'll see. We're gonna get into a lot more uh draft talk as the draft continues, but Check out the combine this week. If check out some highlights, just go study up on some uh, some prospects you'd like to see, and uh, join the Discord gspn.info. The invite is right in there, and come and talk in Packers pals, and let us know who you'd like to see uh, the Packers take with their owned first round pick at fifteen, or uh, concoct some uh, pipe dream trades that you might want to pitch and see. <laughs> how they can get three first round picks or something like that. So um, that is it for us. A couple promos to get to. I shouldn't say that is it. Do you have anything else, Jordan, or should we wrap up? No, I, I'm good. I think that, that okay. it's just a little sprinkling. Just, just a little, a little sprinkling. Just a little just a little <laughs> we got two more months of this. We're talking draft oh, prospects. It, it is like two months almost to the day. Cause I think mm-hmm. it is like April 24th or something. 
Yeah. So, yeah, two months tomorrow, I believe, because it starts on a Thursday. Yes. Thursday, Thursday, yeah. Thursday. Um, but, yeah, a couple promos. As always, check out all the GSPN um, shows, Eurostep, Cruising for a Bruising, make time for this, one in six, and just check them all out. Cruising for a Bruising dropped on uh, Tuesday. They talked all of the recent Brewers ads. I'm rubbing my Brewers shirt right now. Um. Tyler Ranquin, Luke Voigt, and Justin Wilson all signed, um, I think, minor league deals, if I'm not mistaken, but um, they broke through. Regardless, they signed deals with the Brewers. Yeah. Um, I'm personally excited for Luke Voigt. I, he was a big masher with the Yankees two years ago and then had a down year last year, and maybe he can recapture it with the Brewers. The Brewers add another large white man to play first base. And <laughs> Telez. Um, yeah. Uh, Adam McGee and Andrew Snyder uh, talked all about that um, in the on spring training and I almost forgot Jordan you hopped on um, an episode of Cruising for a Bruising to talk the uh, the AmFam funding debate as well as were you on the uh, the arbitration anger episode? I was no. not on that one. Okay. It was bubbling underneath the surface yeah. of what we were Recording the shameless plug. Stuff. Shameless plug, though. I wrote an article about uh, yes, you did Mark Athanasio and uh, his cheapness when it comes to Corbin Burns' contract. So you can go to the Substack to to read that. Um, it's free. It do be just free. Like how, just like how Mark wants it. Tad Rohan dropped a Eurostep episode on Monday. They did a Bucks stock market evaluation, just checking out where everybody is. Um, and then I'm tr- I'm trying to remember if make time for this dropped recently. Do you do you remember? I'm try- I can check it out, but it did. The thrills of knock at the cabin and an increasingly self-aware M Night Shyamalan that dropped uh, last week. So. Go check out my time for this. The drunk drawer pod, as we like to call it, even though everything there is pure treasure. Um, <laughs> do you have a win in six episode that has dropped? Uh, we have recorded a uh, post all-star break crossover with uh, Ty Windish of the Eurostep. And a lot of things have happened since we recorded it. So, your guess is as good as mine of what will be out out and about for the public. So we'll figure that out as yep. behind the scenes. But yeah, there will be some semblance of a crossover, I would imagine, up <laughs> for your ears very soon. Right. Um, also, you guys dropped an episode um, on Thursday when we dropped Talk with 100 last week um, of the potential ownership change um, as mm-hmm. Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. And D Haslam um, are reportedly in discussions to buy Mark Lazary's ownership stake. Um, football connection, Jimmy Haslam, the man who paid Deshaun Watson a big contract, fully guaranteed. So owns the Cleveland go, Browns. Go check it out because it's a sixty-nine-year-old man named Jimmy. God, that's that. And no more uh, promotions. As a reminder, go enter the contest to win the Bobby Portis jersey. Um, make your donations and subscribe to the podcast. All that good stuff. I, I juked out Jordan there on the count. Uh, go check out the GSP info for the form to come join us to watch Bucks and Brewers games on April 4th at a TBD location. And 
go join Repod. So <laughs> you put up a fourth finger. I think that's it. <laughs> I think that's it. Um, all right, guys. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. And uh, Jordan, thank you. Thank you. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.